Drop the Subject. All right, let's get a brand new show underway here at Drop the Subject on We Are Channel Q. That is where you can follow the station on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram. I am Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill, in with me today. And we are here for a brand new set of radio goodness slash mediocrity. <laughs> or what? something. Or something. Something. We'll radio see. Radio talking. We'll see. Um, we have lots to look forward to on today's show, including learning from the animals. We did not get to that yesterday, and I know we're not going to lose it. We got to pick it up and talk about this because it has to do with it. we're going to news it because we have to. It has to do with gay penguins, and this is something that I don't think you knew a lot about because you heard about the those gay penguins that had that, that were raising that child, the yes. egg child. Yes. You heard about that here on the airwaves a couple of days ago. Yes. So this has to do with gay penguins outnumbering straight ones. I, really? <laughs> yes. I, I, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, I love any story with gay penguins. I mean, I'm into it, so. I mean, yeah, they're already in the tuxedos. They're so dapper. I mean, I they tap dance it. in that movie. It's like, how much gayer can it get? Do the lesbian penguins like cut their hair? Like, how does that work? No, we grow out our hair and we don't shave. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Noted. yeah. Noted. And we wear little penguin tool belts. <laughs> <laughs> little penguin Birkenstocks. They're at the Penguin Home Depot. Yeah. Like, okay. Noted. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're nesting in a whole different right. way. Building igloos um, and stuff like that. Jarrett, you told me as soon as we... But right before we came on the air, that you are on a new diet, so, and I and I I've talked to Clayton about this too because he is a frequent dieter, and I don't like to think of myself as a as a real dieter. So I'm curious as to what new fad you have gotten sucked into. So okay, I I brought this to you because I know you said you've lost like a, a significant amount of weight a couple of years. I ago. lost forty pounds. Yes, That's... Kevin said it made me a lot less funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, all right. That, there's a million places so does that, that could go. So change your idea well, about dieting? No, 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 no. So I remember when, back when I was like 19, 20 years old, I did the South Beach diet. It was like basically no carbs. You can have all the cheese and, and protein and all that kind of stuff that you want. And I'm, and really, the big problem for me is the idea of giving up cheese, right? So it's something that I never thought that I would do. And I haven't given up cheese, yeah. but I eat a lot less cheese than I thought I would in okay. my lifetime. And that is always something that I never, ever said I would ever give up. I just, I, I it, it's really difficult for me to imagine. Well, so, you shouldn't have to imagine a world in, in which cheese doesn't exist. It's not fair. I feel seen. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate yeah. that. And you should, so, no one should. Anyone, if you're ever with anyone who asks you to give up cheese, you drop them. You say, why are you trying to control my yes, life? Yes, exactly. Noted. So, I have a friend who has done the paleo diet a bunch of times, and he swears by it. He says it's amazing. And I, I tried paleo, and I was like, oh, okay. And I, I started to see the, the results. I lost like eight pounds in like a week and a half or two. You and I was like, guys. well, but then like I gained back like 15. <laughs> So I was like totally because pissed. Of all the taco Tuesdays. Well, you know, all of it. So I that was maybe last year sometime. So this week I was like, you know what? I've got like an event to host in June. I've got like the summer coming up. I don't fit in my clothes the way that I used to. I really need to make some changes. That's what it actually gets expensive. Exactly. To exactly. Get, to get fatter because you're like, damn it, I, I can't fit I can't in any fit of these clothes. And then I got to buy new clothes and then I can't fit in those. And then I, I mean, you have basically just wearing parachutes by the end of it. Exactly. Exactly. I bought jeans and they were, it's the first time I've bought like a larger size and I really, I had a complex it's about it. It's a moment. It, it yeah. is. So I told, last night I was cooking dinner. I was just, I was cooking. It was for today. And I thought to myself like, oh, if I don't do rice with this, this is actually pretty paleo. Oh, you know what? 
I keep saying I'm going to jump back in. Let's jump in now. Oh, right. So you did the impromptu. I'm starting a diet right this moment. Absolutely, oh, because so I've been ex- thinking about it. You're an extremist, then. I, <laughs> I'm not an extremist. Like I've been knowing, like I wanted to start back soon, and like I've just been kind of putting it off and putting it off. So I told myself, like, okay, jump in. So this morning, I woke up. I packed my lunch that I'd made. I was really excited because it looks really good, and then I forgot it. <laughs> I, I forgot it at home. What do you put your lunch in? Do you put in a paper sack? Do you have a Merce? Oh, no. I, I The first thing I bought when I got my new place was Pyrex dishes. Oh, nice. Don't judge. I'm not judging They're, you. It's like I have, I have a, a set of like 24 Pyrex pieces that are all like different sizes or whatever. I packed it up in that. I was very happy to bring it with me to work and I was going to eat it before the show. So and it's I forgot sitting it. on the countertop. I, think, I hope fridge? it's sitting in the fridge. Okay. I think it is. Because if it's on countertop, I would recommend not eating that when you get home. Yeah, well, you know. So I forgot my food. I was like, okay, there's a Chipotle by the station. I'll stop by Chipotle, <laughs> grab food. And then I had the panic because paleo, you can't have cheese. Oh, and you can't do Chipotle without cheese. I thought to myself, okay, I've been on this diet for less than 10 hours <laughs> and I'm going to make a detour. <laughs> I'm going to switch. Meal one <laughs> exactly. is off. I'm said, off the wagon. Right. I said, you know what? I'm going to switch from Paleo to South Beach <laughs> because I did South Beach before and I was able to survive it. Okay. So you're switching your diet based on what you are driving by. Um, first of all, the way you said that was very judgy. <laughs> Just saying. You're driving by. Second if of you've all. you've been driving by a Togo's, are you like, you know what? All carbs. All all day. I'm not going to pass a Togo's and not get the pastrami. Like, come on. Right? Are you kidding? But like, if I go to Togo's, I can't even have a sandwich. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. And there's no point in going if you can't have a sandwich. Right. I know they try to tout this salad crap at, at sub places and it does not. So, work, so that was the challenge for me because I'm like, okay, neither Paleo nor South Beach allows me to have the rice at Chipotle, which is already a problem. Okay. So I, I went in and I got a bowl, but I got the lettuce instead, oh instead God. of the rice. Oh, but I already feel so bad for But you. I told them I wanted the lettuce all the way on the far side to the left, not that big stuff. I want that shredded down lettuce. I got that. I got my the beans and all that kind of stuff. And then I was like, queso, no queso, queso, no queso. I didn't do queso. Okay. Well, I got shredded cheese. You're a stronger man than I am. Well, listen, it was the first 10 hours. And I'm a strong so. man. It was... <laughs> It was the okay. it was the first ten hours of the diet. Okay. Uh, well, it was really the first like three minutes of the new diet because I had just switched over to South Beach before the diet even started. Um, so and what's so, for lunch then, Atkins? Well, <laughs> like, I are hate you switching? You so much. Are you doing Whole Thirty for dinner? I, I mean, hate and then you it's so taco cleanse in the morning. I just is there a taco cleanse? Yeah, there's a taco cleanse. You can have breakfast tacos, lunch tacos, dinner tacos. I think this is the answer for you. Is this a real thing? It's So there was some celebrity talking about it. I can't remember. It was a year or two ago. I think it was even like Jennifer Aniston or something. She was talking about how there's a, she was doing a taco cleanse. Your Producer eyes Justin, are wider than... We need to go to break because there's a taco cleanse. <laughs> there is a taco cleanse. Oh my I, gosh. There's a book called The Taco Cleanse. Yes. I just Googled this. The so Taco there you Cleanse. Go. You can eat Chipotle every day on The Taco Cleanse. The tortilla-based diet proven to change your life? There you go. What? You don't even, Rice is going to be out of the question because it's all going to be about tortillas and, and chips. I can, I, if I can have tortillas... Oh my gosh, this is a real book. If you're going to do a low carb thing, if you're really going to go down that road, you got to add tortilla back in because otherwise your life is just going to be miserable and you can't do Whole30 because that's just, you're basically just living in Ireland on meat and potatoes and that sucks as well. I know the lady who created Whole30 and I keep saying I'm going to do it, but like I just have not been able to get in. Um, I'm going to find these people. uh, It makes you find out about foods that you had no idea existed like arrowroot starch and ghee. (laughs) 
the and last then you're time like, I did, who am I? The last time I did paleo was when I I started actually cooking butternut squash, um, and like using it to make noodles, zoodles, and all that stuff. And it was actually pretty tasty, but I don't know how sustainable it is. It's a lot of work. Well, what happens is then if we end up doing anything like that, like Katie, my wife, is very um, she's thinking in the moment. So like we go to a, a we were in a situation a couple of weeks ago where we were around a, a bunch of chickens. Don't mm, ask. Okay. And she decided she looked at the chicken and she was like, Oh God, Allie, we can't eat chicken anymore. And I was like, What? We can't. Like, you can't just decide that because we're looking at a chicken. <laughs> and and I don't just because I see an alive chicken doesn't mean I'm like you know what I'm out. Yeah. I'm done with chicken now. Like right. I'm aware that they are alive. I'm aware that they're cute in their way. Right. And and I still am making the conscious choice that I need chicken. Yeah. So if you can't just do a, a drive by on these diets and just decide all of a sudden I'm gonna hop on this horse and then I'm gonna get on this other one, it doesn't work like that. I had a similar experience with walnuts when I was a Boy Scout. We went to like this walnut farm. You had a nut issue at Boy Scout? <laughs> Please explain. I'm not even touching that. Okay. I'm not touching it. That was um, what you said. I did. I did. That's fair. <laughs> I uh, we, had, we had gone like to this, I guess it's a grove or an orchard, whatever they call the thing. And we picked all these walnuts like for this farmer guy and was, I think we get a patch or something. And after that, I couldn't even look at walnuts again. Oh, I see. And so only in my adult life. Yeah, only in my adult life have I even been able to consider them. Or were you ready for walnuts? nuts to Listen, come back in your life and i honestly still don't like them well i don't i think that nuts are that people are putting a lot on nuts right now they're making them do a lot they're turning them into oils and butters and i mean it's ridiculous it's like nuts weren't that great to begin with like and now we're asking so much you we're, were really towing the line right here. it's true <laughs> <laughs> i mean nuts are not uh, i'm not a fan of nuts i, I think that's, I, a, that's, that's part of the that's part of the contract you signed to be a lesbian yeah, and that's why i'm touting the taco cleanse <laughs> all right we have to take a break. We have a lot to get to during the show. Like I said, learning from the animals, learning from gay penguins. We have to news it and lose it today. We are also going to get into the gay MA. I know this is something that usually mm-hmm. I've been doing with Kevin Klein. He gets to ask a lesbian some questions. I get to ask a straight guy some questions. I think this goes beyond just straight and gay, though. I think that a gay guy can ask questions of a gay lady and vice versa. So if you have a question for me, I've got one for you. I think I can come up with one or seven. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we will get to that later in the show and uh, more to come, so stick around. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. Allie Johnson and Jared Hill hanging with you on this Wednesday, and let's learn from the animals. We have learned from many animals in the past on this show, including frogs, dolphins and their mating habits and it's very interesting to take a look at wildlife Mm -hmm. and then apply it to our own lives i think that it's always a good lesson for humanity don't you i think it's always a good way to to prove to people that being gay is not um something that we've made up or something it's a it's it's great for that too. you know animals can be so much gayer than humans (laughs) in so many ways and that is a perfect segue into this story and that is that a new uh I guess not a study, but they've noticed at this Ocean World Aquarium in Kerry, Ireland, uh, they have several penguins there just kind of hanging out, mating and whatnot, like they normally do, eating fish. And they have noticed that eight of the 15 Gen 2 penguins are gay. What? So the gay penguins are outnumbering the straight ones at the Irish Zoo, the operators of the Dingle Ocean... (laughs) 
Dingle. Okay. I, I can't like, with Dingle. It's too easy. Uh, Dingle Ocean World Aquarium in Cary, Ireland recently announced that the majority of the penguins that they care for are in same-sex relationships. Now, how many of these, of the eight, do you think are male or female? Oh, do we know that? We know that. Um, I... I always hear gay penguins. I never hear them referenced as lesbian, so I always think of gay penguins as male. So uh, I'm going to say six of them are are male and two of them are female. You are 100% correct. Oh my God, really? Yeah, you get your paycheck. Yes. Yay. <laughs> All right. i just kidding. You don't. Okay, oh. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> we have, they said that they have two, wait, this doesn't make any sense. Two homosexual pairs and two... Oh, you're wrong. I'm sorry. Oh. There's two... <laughs> this is getting worse by the second. Um, that was my dyslexia, I guess. Uh, two homosexual pairs and two lesbian pairs. Okay. Obviously, this person doesn't know their terminology. I was going to say, Because homosexual right? and lesbian are the same thing, you dumbass. So, two, le- wait. So, there's... Say, what is it There's again? two gay pairs and two lesbian pairs. It's half and half. Okay. You cannot tell... This... <laughs> This is interesting. Now, you cannot tell a male penguin from a female penguin by their sexual organs. So the only way we know is when we see them mating and not producing chicks. So there might be a discrepancy here. And I don't know what? if they're insinuating that these penguins are gay because they can't tell who's male or female. Oh, so they could be Wait, so they could be completely wrong that they might not be gay at all? No, I think that what they're saying is that they are mating but not having kids. They're mating but not having kids and that's how they know that they're gay penguins. But how do they know that one is that the one isn't just like barren? <laughs> I don't know if it I don't know if penguin infertility is a big problem I, in the I, penguin community. That's a good that's question. So interesting. It's just an infertile penguin. They said um the lesbian penguins will go to the males and mate with them and then raise their chicks with a female partner. Which really? is fascinating because they are doing it the cheap route. This is what I was thinking about doing and Katie is not on board with this, is just finding somebody that has some good sperm, some good genes, just taking one for the team doing the deed and getting pregnant the old-fashioned way, a.k.a. the freeway. Yeah, I I, I think, I don't know if I talked about this before, but I made a pact when I was like 18 years old with my best friend that if we were both 35 and didn't have kids, we'd have a kid and like completely forgot about it. And about six months ago, she called me and she was like, so I turned 35 in June of 2020, January of 2020. What? And I was like, uh-huh. And she was like, remember that agreement that we made? And I was like, Oh, yeah, about the kids. She was like, yeah. And I was like... So she was coming back to cash in on that. Yeah. No. What are you going to do? I have no idea. I'm You have to have a kid. You said. Right. That's the kid mentality. Well, but the question is, like, I don't know if I was old enough to sign a contract back then, if I was 17 or 18. Yo, you were I don't remember when. I might have been underage to be signing into a contract like that. (laughs) Just want to be clear. Do you think that if you said no, you would ruin that friendship? I don't know. We've literally been best friends since seventh grade. So, so you think yeah. that it would probably be a problem if if you all of a sudden backed out on the on the pact that you made at eighteen I, years old? I don't know. I think it could be a problem. And like she, you have a, to have a kid. I I think so. I don't know. Like, but she's like a doctor with like a super busy schedule. Oh, she lives right. in she lives in Northern California. I'm like, well, who's gonna be the who's gonna be there for the kid? And what does it do for like? I don't know if I'm ready to. 
to be a dad, but like I also don't want to have a kid out there that I'm not like seeing. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's a lot. Lord, there's yeah. a lot for you to consider. I can't I believe you're going through this. Yeah, I have so, to decide by January. <laughs> you do? I think I do. So, all right, and then. If she, but if you decide to do this, she's going to be the one who's busy all the time. So you're going to be stuck with the baby duty all well, the time. Well, but we don't even live near each other. She well, lives then you way gotta, up in Modesto. You're going to have to I meet up in, in Fresno. That's going to be even worse. Oh my gosh! Right for the the handoff of the baby and then drive for yeah. four hours. Well, the with kid will the kid? fit in because it'll have no teeth. Oh gosh! You know what? All right. Sorry, we're getting off topic. This is <laughs> fascinating. I want to talk to this person. Yeah, I'm. I I don't know what to do. Sorry, this whole like surrogate thing came up and it, well, it, that that is really interesting. Yeah. I you know I wish that I have a had a friend like that. I wish that I could have one guy friend that I was like, you know what? I'd take your jeans. I'd, I'd take your sperm if it came down to it. I mean, there Kevin was... Klein's pretty good at having kids. He's got two. Yeah, but I think that'd just be way too weird. That would be crossing so a many... too close. Yeah, I, I think that um, I've, I've, I've had enough... I, I think that I have a plenty of Kevin in my life, and he's like a. I feel like he's a, a brother or family member at this right, point. Right. So it'd be very strange to know that my child is actually little Kevin. Like that, I have a child. But oh no, that would never work. Um, the the, uh, the lesbian penguins woo each other with stones, which the other partner then uses to build a nest, and it is far cheaper than diamond rings and flowers. Okay, great. So what we're learning from the animals today is that basically. Uh, these penguins are taking, they're, they're, they're taking extreme measures to yeah. go have sex with a male penguin and then bring back the chick. They're basically turning that male penguin into an absentee father when they don't want to. I mean, and then they're raising the penguin with their female mate. Yeah. I just, I, geez Louise, there's so much to consider here. What can we learn from this? I think that a question that comes to mind is now that gay penguins are outnumbering the straight ones at this zoo, is gayness contagious? Is it contagious? <laughs> I should have saw that coming. <laughs> I totally should have saw that I mean, is it contagious? I mean, but you think about now, everyone's coming out as all kinds of stuff. It's it's not like it's con- contagious necessarily, but I think that sexual ambiguity and, and fluidity is becoming a little bit trendy now. Well, so it could be the same in the animal community. Well, the the thing that I think is actually is true, though, I think when we're seeing like more and more um, that children are, are identifying on as somewhere in the queer spectrum a lot more now I think it's more about like it's more socially acceptable and people will feel more comfortable coming out about it right because I was six years old and I knew I, when, the first time I liked a boy but I never said anything to anyone about it until I was 18 years old right I, I came out at 19 so I mean I think now that we have more queer freedom in right. the culture I mm-hmm. think people are more comfortable with it I don't know how it works for penguins yeah though. I think it might be the same in penguin because when we uh, when we come out with these stories and celebrate these gay penguin parents they're seeing penguin representation they're seeing more gay penguin representation <laughs> and they're feeling more comfortable to come out and be their penguin selves that that might be true it's a beautiful thing it might be all right we must take a break when we come back we are getting serious there is a horrible thing going on in georgia right now and we even have a guest to correspond with right jared yes we do so we're going to get a little tinge political we're going to get a little serious, and it's going to be a very fascinating chat about this new law in Georgia. So stick around. That's coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared Hill, sitting in for Kevin Klein, and Allie Johnson sitting across from me. 
Yes, and, and we have to get serious now. We're going to get serious. We're going to talk about this story coming out of Georgia that just happened yesterday. Uh, the governor, Brian Kemp, he signed into law a new abortion bill. And I mean, this is a heavy story, but I thought it was something that was really important. Um, I wanted to bring in a friend of mine. Her name is Asha Daya. She is the founder of Girl Talk HQ, and she's really the person that I immediately think to call or talk to um, when stories like this come up. So, Asha, thank you for being here. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Allie, for having me on the show. Of yeah. course, of course. So uh, this law is something that we've seen coming for a number of weeks now um, after passing the, the the state house there in Georgia. But um, it was just signed into law yesterday and it has implications for Georgia, but it also has some bigger implications for the United States. Can you kind of walk us through that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Georgia is not the only state that is trying to or has passed a six-week abortion ban. Um, It does include some exceptions, um, but not all the states that are trying to pass these really, really restrictive and, and frankly, unconstitutional laws have exceptions, which is crazy. Um, But they are the latest state. There are three other states, Kentucky, South Dakota and Iowa, whose six-week ban have been overturned by the courts. But Georgia is hoping for a court challenge. What these states want to do is essentially set up a challenge um, in the courts that can make its way up to the Supreme Court in the hope that the now conservative majority with Brett Kavanaugh, I almost want to call him Beer Kavanaugh because he loves <laughs> drinking beer, but <laughs> Brett, <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch and the rest are hopefully going to overturn the precedent that was set in Roe versus Wade. So that's what they're hoping. You know, they say things like it's about life and protecting the unborn. But in a state like Georgia especially, that currently has the highest rate of maternal mortality in the nation, which disproportionately affects black women, we can clearly see that this is not about protecting lives at all. And if you want to take a guess as to how many maternal mortality bills are being proposed to you know, support funding and education about this, you'd be correct if you said there was zero. So, oh. yeah, that, that's, like a, that's an overview about what, what these bills are about and what they're hoping to achieve. Yeah, I the the thing about this that's interesting to me is the the longer term implications that this has. Obviously, this this is you know Georgia facing it's a Georgia law, but like I I've, I've talked to you about this before, and I'm curious. Like the the fear is that this is going to have a major impact on Roe v. Wade and it possibly getting overturned. Is there some strategy around not pursuing it so that it doesn't go to the Supreme Court, or how do, how does that look? As, what is, what is the conversation around how to strategize for that? Yeah, that's that's a tricky one. I mean, look, I'm not a lawyer, but I do follow a lot of reproductive rights and justice advocacy groups and lawyers. And essentially, the, the, the people that are really in the know are not saying if Roe versus Wade gets overturned. It's more like a when scenario. So that's really scary. Um, but the best hope right now is hoping that these challenge, these court challenges, these case challenges, excuse me, go to federal courts where judges are less biased and that honestly, people like me are hoping that um, SCOTUS, the Supreme Court, doesn't take up a case like this. They've already rejected one or two recently in the most latest session relating to abortion. So that's kind of like the best case scenario in terms of um, abortion restrictions and, and legal access in this country, hoping that it doesn't get to the Supreme Court. Uh, because when you're looking at a, a, a nine-person bench where now Chief Justice John Roberts is the pe- is the person that you know, reproductive rights people are trying to pin their hopes on is going to be a moderate. We're in a scary situation, put it that way. So six weeks, I mean, obviously that's extremely early. I would say even that's early enough to where most, some people, not most, but a lot of them 
these women probably don't even realize they're pregnant yet. Right, absolutely. So yes, I, exactly. Um, it's it's very hard to know. I mean, six weeks is it's so early in the pregnancy. I'm currently pregnant right now, and I didn't find out until I was seven weeks. So that gives you an idea. And I'm someone who planned my pregnancy. I was privileged enough to be able to do that. And most OBGYNs won't even take you take an appointment until you're at least eight weeks. So you know, this six week it is it is clearly meant to uh, override a pregnant person's freedom, dignity, and um, individual right to make choices about their lives, about their bodies, about their pregnancy. And it just, it clearly goes against uh, science and against a lot of the majority of American medical associations that are standing against this bill. It just doesn't make sense. So, Asha, um, as we wrap up here, what is the the activist community in Georgia doing, um, the, the, the pro-choice movement out there? What is the, the outlook for this? So the, the biggest and most hopeful push that I've seen and narrative that, that I've seen for people like Stacey Abrams and State Senator Jen Jordan, who's fantastic, they're basically saying it's time for women, especially pro-choice women or people who understand the right to protect reproductive justice and access is to run for these people's seats. People who support this bill, it's time that they lost their job and a new breed of uh, legislators and leaders step in and you know make policies that actually reflect what the majority of Georgian women and American women want to see, which is freedom to access the health care that they need. So, yeah, run. Women should run for office. More women. Uh, well, this is making my blood boil, and it is also making me uh, have the instinct to go run and get another piece of cardboard. I feel like it's just, I'm, yeah. just like, yes. I'm out of protest signs in my house by now. <laughs> I'm running out of markers. Yes. I'm running out. I mean, it's just like, we got to take action. And it just, I mean, it's been yeah. nonstop of just all this stuff that we have to be more and more vocal about to keep things moving and to keep our voices heard. Yeah, and what I will say, there is a march this weekend in Washington, D.C. and elsewhere around the country, the March for Moms. It's a smaller march compared to the Women's March and other movements. But, you know, they really advocate for things like paid leave and ending maternal mortality in America and and issues that really affect families and especially mothers and women of colour. So, you know, if people who really want to see the abortion rates reduced will start supporting initiatives that help mothers and help families feel supportive and, and, and make sure they are funded and living living in a country where we shouldn't be worried about our, our rights and, and healthcare access. So that's just, I want to add that in there. Thank you, Asha, so much. I really appreciate it. Tell people where they can find more of what, um, more of the work that you do. Yeah, absolutely. You can check me out on Twitter at Asha Dyer, A-S-H-A-D-A-H-Y-A, or check out my work on girltalkhq.com. And or- we can go there for pregnancy pics? <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe on my Twitter feed. Okay. I've posted a couple here and there, so I'll keep you updated. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Asha, they can also check out your TED Talk because you're amazing. Yeah. That just recently came out. Yeah. So, so make sure to check her out on TED as well. Oh, definitely. Yes. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for my fave News It or Lose It. Allie's got some headlines. We're going to decide which ones we're going to news and which ones we're going to lose. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. the subject drop the subject it's time for my favorite segment of the show we call it news it or lose it hit the music justin drop the subject presents news it or lose it all right Allie, tell us how this works okay 
I'm going to give you some headlines. Mm-hmm. You're going to decide what we news. What we news, we end up breaking down at the top of the next hour. Mm-hmm. And what we lose, we just kind of laugh about casually and then throw it out the window and really never bring it up on the show ever again. Yet again, I am drunk with power. <laughs> let's uh, let's do this. What yeah, you got? I think this is becoming news it or news it. <laughs> because it's very hard to get you to not want to news a story. Yeah. All right. I, that's true. That's okay. very true. All right. All right so that being got? said, this is the first headline. Ex-Netflix creative director raises $1.6 million for water in a can. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I think you got me on this one. That's definitely going to be a loser. <laughs> oh, really? Well, because Netflix will spend money on anything. I, I say that, and then I'm going to go pitch them a show and get rejected. <laughs> but like, but You'll spend money on anything. You just use that in your pitch. Exactly. You can spend You'll money spend on everything. Right? Just so. give me the money. <laughs> Water in a can. I mean, this also goes with man can. I think that men really like things in can form. So I guess, you know. We did call out man can at the Peterson Automotive Museum when we were at the bar, but they didn't have it. Okay, so lose that. Here's the next story. Eight people allegedly disfigured by exploding cans of cooking spray. Is this from like the onion? No, this is real. No way. I can give you the source. Hold on. I know you're important. You you really are a big um, stickler for sources. So this is from USA Today. Eight eight people are disfigured from exploding cans of... So two can stories. Are you going to can both the can stories? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I... Because I cook so much, I feel like I should know what, what happened in this one. I'll lose it. I agree. I actually use, well, I use Kirkland brand, but. Yeah, well, so, you know, it's okay. If you're getting disfigured from exploding cans of cooking spray, I would like to know about it. Shout out to our friends at Costco. Oh, speaking of Costco, that is your next headline. Oh. Six secret Costco perks that only true fans know about. Um, yes. News it. I also just, if there's like a true fan, a true Costco fan quiz, the same as there's like a true Game of Thrones ca- fan quiz, I will take that quiz. Right. Are you I listening, mean, Buzz, BuzzFeed? Make it happen. I don't, I'm not at Costco nearly enough, but I think Costco is like a place of wonders. Like, it is amazing. It's amazing. I actually had a bad experience there recently, but that is, the, I, I don't even blame Costco, even though they should be blamed. Okay. I ended up eating a package of something that was pre-opened and pre-eaten. Wait, what? I bought something that was returned. It looked like it had been returned. Okay. And then I went to the car and opened it. And this is something that I've, I've had to do now because we try to eat healthier. It's one of those like it's hiding vegetables in it for tots, but it's oh, like chips that look okay. like they're Cheetos, but it's like broccolis in them and stuff. Oh, like your pitos that you let me try yesterday. Yes, exactly. Okay. It's like healthy, but it looks unhealthy. So that's kind of, I was like, well, well, we'll love this in our household. So then as soon as I got into the car, I was so excited. I opened it and they had already been opened. Every single flavor had been opened <gasps> and eaten out of. No way. And so I had to return it and they were not friendly to me. Oh, wait, you mean like you opened the big package and all the little packages inside had already been opened? Yes, they had already been opened oh and my at God. least have gone in some of them. What? Yeah, it was horrifying. And they didn't take it back? They took it back, but they did not look alarmed. They taped it right back up and put it back on. Like They, they, they looked like they were going to reshelf it again. No. it was Yeah, it was not good. But I don't blame Costco. I still feel like Costco is a place of wonders. Yeah. It, it's not larger Costco's fault. Okay? It is, it it is not just, big Costco. It was just, no, it was not big Costco. It's just that one Costco. And I don't think you can make anything into a lobby if you put big in front of it. <laughs> All right. Headline number four. How in how an inmate hit a 24-inch machete in their belly fat roll. <laughs> this is another reason you should not diet. I'm against you dieting. 
When you need to hide a 24-inch machete, you're going to have no place for it. Oh, I should really start reading these headlines before the show. <laughs> so, do you want to news this machete story or like, not? I feel like I have to know what happened. Okay, all right, cool. I think that's about the about the gist of it. But yeah, we there can definitely news that. Out of my right now. Uh, all right, and then finally, new porn takes senior sex seriously. Oh God. Um. I have to admit, I did click on this, and the picture I saw was very graphic and very wrinkly. Uh, this makes me think about the comic I just heard saying, like, the only thing worse than imagining your grandparents having sex is imagining them having good sex. Yes. Um, I, that's very cringy. You're, you're, you're shivering. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I should... Should I lose it or should I lose it? I think that we can... Uh, well, I'll just give you a really quick breakdown. How's that? Okay. Uh, it's called The Guide to Wicked Sex. And okay, it's a senior stop, sex stop. movie. And <laughs> it's about a bunch of old people having sex. And there's a famous lady, an adult performer named Jessica Drake in it. And it's like bringing senior sex to the public eye. You know what? I'm very sex positive. Are we done? I think we've had enough, though. Um, shout out to singers having sex. <laughs> I hope you guys are having a blast. Shout out to Shout out to see your sex. See your sex. See your sex. All right. Yeah, I'm going to have to lose it. Okay, we're losing that. So we're going to news these three stories when we get back. So stick around. Belly fat rolls or no. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q, your one-stop shop for all news related to Costco, exploding cans of Pam, and machete fat rolls. <laughs> Hi, Mallory. I was wondering, like, what is this last one going to be? What is this last one going <laughs> to be? Uh, you asked to news him, so we are going to news him, Jared Hill. So who these is, are self-inflicted wounds. Who right? is in the uh, co-host chair today. I'm Allie Johnson, hosting with you, and let's get into news it or lose it. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right. Costco. It's a beautiful place. We've talked about this before. Six secret Costco perks that only true fans know about. Are you a true Costco fan? Are you a diehard? Are you an OG? Do you have a big poster of Costco in your bedroom? I... Well, okay, I was going to say yes, but then that last one, I'm like, oh, shoot, I don't have the Costco poster. <laughs> Maybe I'm not a real fan. Get a fan. free poster. Right. I get the mailers. I mean, is that not enough? Okay, here's the first one. Is that not enough? <laughs> can You you can uh, update your old glasses. Did you know that Costco has an optometry center in most of their locations? Uh, duh. Uh, yes. Duh. It's always like right at the entrance. Yes. Um, apparently, you can bring back your old glasses. I mean, you can get discounts on prescription glasses and lenses. Members can use their vision insurance to supplement the already low cost. We know that. Duh, duh, duh. You can schedule an eye exam appointment easily over the phone, online, or in store. And while you're waiting, you can finish your regular Costco shopping. Okay, we know that. Even if you don't purchase your glasses from Costco, you might be able to get repairs on frames that you bought elsewhere. So I guess that's the extra little trick here is that uh, your sunglasses, any glasses that you buy in other places, if you made a mistake at Lens Crafters, Costco can fix it for you. Interesting. I, my glasses are from Morby Parker, which has been relatively cost effective, but that's good to know. Okay. Uh, so you didn't know that? I didn't. Well, okay. I didn't know that they would fix my glasses. Your your glasses that you bought elsewhere. Yeah. Okay. So that's Costco tip number one. You're obviously not a true fan. Apparently. 
Number two, brush up on your business cards and you can take a new passport photo there the co- at the Costco's printing center. Did you know that one? I don't get the business card connection. Mm, let's see. Printing posters was surprisingly easy and cheap, uh, cheaper than going to Kinko's or FedEx. Okay. So if you go to FedEx to do your, or if you go to Costco to do your business cards, it's going to be cheaper than going to FedEx or Kinko's. I did not know that. Okay. Maybe I, I don't did know. not know that. Maybe I don't know this Costco is a as good well as tip. I thought I did. Right. Okay. Number three, filling up your tank. This is the most obvious one I've ever heard. I was going to say, everyone knows that everyone Costco gas knows. is the business. Obviously, everyone knows, because I wait seven hours in line <laughs> to get gas that's like three cents cheaper than another place. I, but it's the mindset. It's three cents cheaper, and you're paying $50 to be able to use it or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Like, it doesn't make yeah. any sense, but I will obsessively wait in the line, and I get very angry that the Costco near my house does not have a gas station attached oh, to it. Okay. So I have, on many occasions, forgotten that and done circumstances around the Costco location and been like, where the hell's the gas station? And then I eventually learned there is no gas station. So that's frustrating. (laughs) But then as soon as I see another Costco location that has a gas station, I will fill up gas even when I don't need it. I will wait 20, 30 minutes in line or more than that. Doesn't matter. I will take advantage of that so, gas station. So now I, I'm not going to be able to get rid of the image of you just doing loops around one Costco. <laughs> Where for, is it? Right. <laughs> I need new tires now. I've driven so many times. Right. She's been there for two weeks just looping around. She I didn't come to work. Exactly. All right. They can plan every detail of your vacation. This one I did not know. I do know they have like a, a pretty legit travel situation going on over there. I mean, I know that you can get those little pieces of cardboard that say like, here's a five night stay in Napa or something like that. And right. you can get little discount trips where you can go to AMC where there's like seven people that can go to it for the price of one or something like that. But I didn't know that you could have them work as a travel agent and they can save you time and money. You can get discounts on airfare, lodging, all inclusive travel packages, car rentals and cruises through Costco's travel portal this is starting to feel like a costco commercial but yeah no like i because i feel like i remember my parents maybe like i feel like costco has like programs kind of like your when you have your american express or something like that i feel like i have heard that they've got a pretty legit situation all right need a mortgage you've come to the right place you can get those at costco as well costco what? offers mortgage purchasing and refinancing services to its members through first choice loan services <laughs> can give you a loan? I can get a hot dog and a mortgage at the yeah. same spot? You can get a house and you can get your coffin. I, well. It's crazy. And a diamond and, you know, Every and stage of your life. Yeah. Pedos. <laughs> uh, and then finally, you can buy a car at Costco, not just the tires. Really? Yeah. If bargaining with a car salesman is your worst nightmare, you can uh, treat buying a car just like buying a pack of frozen chicken bakes. Wow. <laughs> Interesting comparison. Listen, that chicken bake is good. Okay. <laughs> the I don't think bake. I've ever had the, the chicken, chicken bake. bake at the cafe. You oh, know? like the actual. Yeah, but I think you can buy them frozen. I think that's what that. Means. Oh no, I've never had that. They're I never really eat at Costco's as far as the like ordering up at the counter thing. What? Yeah, I don't. I don't do that. Allie Johnson. I just buy the roast chicken. Why don't you love yourself? <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the, my, I've been going with my dad. My dad has been going since I was a kid, getting the the hot dog and the soda for like a dollar seventy five or something. It's never gone up in price in thirty years. Wow. Yeah. See, that's what makes them good 
a good good American company or well, something. I mean, it's probably not American, right? Well, they but. actually say like the hot dog is something they don't make money on anymore because they've never raised the price. But I do know that they've always said that they've kept it because it's it's a thing that people come in for and you come in for that sometimes and you end up going and shopping. So Costco is to hot dog as Ikea is to Swedish meatball. Yes. Got it. And that's a good Swedish meatball. <laughs> I will tell you. I do enjoy a Swedish meatball. And the little mac and I, cheese situation. You're so good. quotable today. Well, thank I you. I do enjoy a Swedish meatball. Okay. <laughs> now, let's move on to these eight people who are allegedly allegedly disfigured by exploding cans of Pam. Yes. What is happening? Uh, something that Kevin and I did back in San Francisco was uh, Hamilton Live. So we sang the lyrics to Hamilton songs while spraying each other in the face with Pam. I- and why wouldn't you? Okay, why? it was just because there was all these. I mean, everyone was obsessed with Hamilton, and everyone was obsessed with live musicals and things like that. So we decided to bring it onto the show. It was a mashup. Okay. Uh, yeah, we had all kinds of different ones. We had uh, butter. We had cook a canola oil. We had olive oil. We did all of them. And you were spraying it in we each were, other's in faces each other's, while we were singing. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, "What's your name, man?" Ah! I'm it not was, giving up my was, shots. Yeah. yeah yep. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So. I'm glad that this did not happen to us because eight people are suing Canagra, the maker of Pam and other cooking sprays, because they say that the cans exploded and severely burned and disfigured them. Here are the plaintiffs. Da-dun. Maria Mariano, whose canister of Wellesley Farms cooking spray on a counter near the stove in her Staten Island home exploded as she was boiling water on April 5th. Wait, it was just sitting on the counter? Yeah, while she was born. So I think what they're the argument that they're making is that they're placing these cans near a stove or near a hot surface and their cans are supposed to be protective against that but they are they uh, just kind of explode because they're too close to heat they're exploding yeah when they're too close to heat like this other person Yatessia Taylor who was burned and blinded in one eye on July 15th when a can of cooking spray which she had just used to spray a baking dish with and then placed on a a utility cart next to the stove where she was cooking, it exploded as she finished putting the dish in the oven. So as she was putting the dish in the oven, the can exploded and blinded her. Oh my gosh, because you got flying metal and Yeah, oil. there's shrapnel. Yeah, shrapnel. Yeah, Better word, there's yeah. so much shrapnel. Uh, so that's happening. And then finally, this inmate that hid the 24-inch machete in his belly fat rolls. I'll just read this verbatim because it needs no editing. A a judge has ordered a mental evaluation for a Tennessee man who had a 24-inch machete so deeply tucked into and covered by a roll of belly fat that metal detectors failed to reveal the weapon's presence when he was recently booked into a Memphis jail. So, this guy's 30 years old. His last name is Johnson, same as mine, and he no was busting. <laughs> uh, no, I'm looking at this guy, and I don't think he's okay. a relation. Uh, he was, uh, oh, he was arrested for aggravated criminal assault, uh, uh, av- aggravated criminal trespass at a bus bus station where he was known to oh masturbate publicly. Of course, great. So then he decided, oh no, I'm going to jail, but not without my machete. And I know that getting phones into jail is a popular thing. I didn't think that machetes were in high demand, but he could have packed in a lot of more useful items going into jail. You know, like ramen packets are very, very valuable. Cigarettes are valuable. Phones are valuable. He could have packed in things that were more useful to him than an entire machete. I'm just thinking about how bold it was, like, 
to to assume that he'd be able to get it through i mean and obviously he did but like <laughs> the idea that he knew that like oh well this fat is dense enough that they won't be able to feel the machete in my gut you like, know i need to get this machete in here how can i right. oh you know what my fat i would love to know the thought process like how that started how the idea came to him how he executed it and I, what he thought after it was done. i completely agree and it says that the judge has ordered a mental evaluation so like i would like to read that verbatim producer justin can we get <laughs> this guy from jail the, the tennessee phone? man who is getting a mental evaluation i would like to speak to the doctor yeah. and him and everyone involved <laughs> uh all right we have to take a break and when we get back we have the gay AMA to get to. You know, there are a lot of questions. We're going to ask them to each other AMA style. I have questions for a gay man. Jared has a question for a gay lady. And if you have questions for us, you can always tweet them at us at DTS show. So tweet us now and we'll get your questions on the air. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. All right, drop the subject on the new Channel Q. It's still new, still around after all these months. We are a, kind of a brand spanking new station, so if you're checking us out for the first time, thank you and welcome. We are a station giving everyone a voice, and we have voices all over the country. We're in all kinds of different places across the U.S., and we are anywhere you want to be on Radio.com. If you have that app on your phone, give us a like, give us a favorite, keep us in your pocket. We'll be with you wherever you go. Now it's time, Jarrett Hill, to get to the gay MA. The gay MA. I'm into it. Uh, the gay MA, I'm into it. Okay. You have never done this with us before, and I'm very excited because usually, you know, I, I'm asking Kevin Klein about questions about what it's like to be a straight white man <laughs> in this tough world. <laughs> and so... Uh, they live a difficult life. It's, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to see the representation. So I'm glad I'm giving him some, some a, a nice spotlight. A place to be seen. Uh, so now I think we can shift gears a little bit here and I can ask you a question about what it's like to be a gay man. And like I know you say, you are... Wait, word it for me. A gay man, a black man, and a gay black man. Yes, because you consider them to be all three different things. They are all they are all very unique in, in experience for sure. I will be focusing more on the gay part. Okay, because it is the gay MA. Okay, okay. Here is my question for you. I feel like there should be like some dramatic music. Like, <laughs> oh, there's there's some music playing. Can't you hear? <laughs> I feel like there was like a a, a ba <laughs> kind of thing happened there. It's like who wants to be a millionaire? Exactly. Yes. And let's gay hit the lights. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay, gay. Uh, Jarrett. Allie. When you go to a gay bar, if someone's like, hey, you want to come on over to this gay bar? It's Friday night. Let's all hang out. Mm -hmm. Do you expect there to be any women there that are lesbians? Or Mm. are you just assuming that it's going to be pretty much gay dudes and straight ladies at this point? I expect there to be a smattering of women. I don't know that I expect them to be lesbians, though. That's what's interesting. I think I kind of expect that there will be like straight women who are like friends of the gay men. But and if like, you were to see some lesbians there, you'd be like, "Oh, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it was odd. It's just not something that's like the first thought of what I would expect, I guess." So when I get invited to a gay bar, I assume that it's a bunch of gay guys and some 
straight women. Mm-hmm. I kind of assume that there's not really going to be any lesbians there. Yeah. I know that there's going to be some kind of a ladies' night, and that's when all the ladies come out of the woodwork. Right, because lesbians don't love the bar scene the same way that gay men seem to, right? I don't know. That's why I That's why I wanted to ask you about it, because I just assume, you know, I just wanted to get your take on it, because... I feel like there are never any lesbians that go out, period. Yeah. Because we're all on our periods. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) But but, you're on the same cycle, which is Right. We are all on the same moon cycle. So, but if you actually are going to a gay bar, for the most part, I would say it's going to be predominantly male. Yeah. I mean, I, because I, the other thing I think about, I haven't really thought about this before you asked me this, but as I'm thinking about it, I do feel like I always think of like lesbian bars as being a thing where it's like predominantly lesbian or there's a lesbian night. Um, So, yeah, I guess I don't really expect to see a lot of lesbians. Maybe there's like a couple, but I think that the ones that are in existence are shutting down. Like the lesbian bars? Yeah, because, because no one getting, goes to them. There's not enough patronage. No, because we're not going out. We need to get the hell out there. Which is why there's so many lesbian nights, but not lesbian bars. Right. They just, they're like, we have to concentrate this into one day of the week, like Thursday. For some reason, they love it. Like, ladies love Thursday. <laughs> and that's our day that we get to go out and have fun and, and, and you know, instead of stay home yeah. with our rescue dogs. I just think of lesb- lesbian couples. I mean, and I, I always think... I always think of lesbians and couples. I don't think about like lesbian singles. And I always think of lesbian couples as having like a family and stuff like that. And yeah, which we're very I, domesticated. Yeah. Which so like maybe the bars need to have like a daycare kind of place. Like you know what I mean? Like somewhere for like for, for lesbi- their rescue dogs and their pet exactly. and their animals. Or their uh, their babies. You know, the little kid animal um, things. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> for their animals and their animals, right? right? But okay. like, yeah, I just always think of lesbian couples as being super domestic, which is funny because I actually am super domestic. But like, I, yeah, that's interesting. See, now if we turned it into a camping group, if it was well, like, hey, all right. With an open bar. Right. Okay, we're going to all go out in the woods. We're going to have a ladies weekend and it's going to be like a little pop-up club. Actually. Out in the woods. I would love that. Really? So you're going to take over that too? Yeah. You guys? Just kidding. <laughs> well, I grew up like going camping as a kid. Like every summer we go camping a few times and like my dad always jokes like we would eat better when we were out camping because we would bring so much food and like we had camp stoves and like it would be like a big, like there'd be like 15, 20 of our family members like would all go out. Oh, and that's stuff the like good that. stuff. You had the good yeah, campsites. Yeah. Those are the ones that me and my dad, when we were going camping by ourselves, would be like, oh, those, that family's having a lot of fun. Oh, we would have so much fun and we would like cook up... I don't know why we would cook so much when we were camping. Like, it seems really counterintuitive. You feel like, oh, I'm in a situation where I need to provide for myself. Yeah. And that I could be starving at any moment. Right. So I'm going to bring 17 Costco steaks over here Mm. and we're just going to start grilling. Precisely that. We had like stoves with pots and pans and (laughs) we would have like huge breakfast. Oh, it was a really good time. We should do that. Okay. Now, Jarrett, the tables have turned. Yes. What is your question for moi? So I have never understood the probably the most common lesbian stereotype is the idea that <clears throat> the, the the long-standing joke of like what does a lesbian bring to our second date a u-haul right but i've never really understood why lesbians fall in love so quickly and so deeply i think because that's a great question uh i think it's because well men i think in general are a little more 
not, I mean, I don't want to use the word promiscuous, but I think that they're okay not having, I mean, yeah, a lot of them are, but I think that, uh, there's less of a focus on the obsession to who am I going to end up with? Mm. Who am I going to marry? Where, how am I going to settle down? You know, there, I think that a lot of women think about their futures all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just like an, I'm not particularly like that, but I definitely get overcommittal because I love love. Mm. And for some reason, lesbians love hard. And I don't, I don't really know what that reason is. I just know that when I meet a woman that is, you know, on the same page as me, for some reason, I just want to merge our bookshelves together. <laughs> it's just a oh, natural you, instinct. You actually mean bookshelves? Yes. Okay, I thought that was like a, a euphemism for something else. <laughs> uh, I, don't you, I don't know how you. I don't know how you people. On a third date, a bookshelf. Right, exactly. You know I don't mean? know how like, you people speak. Um, but yeah, I, I actually, that being said, did not U-Haul with my girlfriend, and we've been, or my wife now, we've been together almost 10 years, and we did not move in until, I would say, four or five years into our relationship. Really? Yeah. So we, I think, um, but did you guys defied have, that stereotype. But did you guys have a slow burn, or like, were you got? did you guys Oh, we were together were all the time. Oh, yeah, we were. Like, right away? Yes. Okay. And I don't know why we do that either. I think because we're like, I found one. It's right. like you you reel one in and you're like, I must smother myself in you. Yeah. And we, we're going to be together and breathe each other's breath all night. And it's just this all or nothing kind of mentality. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, interesting. I've always joked that I was going to um, stop dating men and start dating butch women. Just to really confuse my parents. Yeah. Because like my parents were super Christian and wanted me to to be delivered and find a woman and I was like, I need to find like a butch lesbian and Their like start would dating be a spinning. stud. There's exactly. like green puke coming out. Start dating a stud and they would not know what to do. Like, but she's a woman, but she's a what? Like I don't understand what you want. I don't exactly. understand what you like. What do I get you for Christmas now? Uh, well, there you have it. There's our first ever uh, Jared and Allie version of G- the Gay MA. I learned a lot. I don't know about you. Yeah. I, I, th- I'm we've gotten this. somewhere. We've gotten somewhere, yeah. So, uh, all right. We're going to take a break. We have more to come when we get back. Uh, so stick around. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. All right, this is Drop the Subject, and we're picking it back up again. I'm actually picking up the subject from something we talked about a couple days ago, Jared. Yes. Uh, by the way, Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. Thanks for checking us out. You can follow us at DTS Show. DTS, that's DTS, not F. It's a totally different profile. Um, <laughs> at uh, DTS Show on Instagram as well. How Channel q of you. Very, very, very. <laughs> so we talked about Alexa a little earlier this week mm-hmm. and how you can actually access the recordings that Alexa is uh, making of you. Yes. I went through some of my stuff. And what, what was yours again? You just saw most of you. Mine were all really lame. It was like, Alexa, lower your volume to three. Alexa, raise your volume to seven. Alexa, lower the lights. Alexa, turn on the light. Like Okay, so yeah. you, you weren't very impressed by anything. Do you live, do you have roommates or you live? I live by myself. Yeah. Okay, okay. So it's, I think that it's, it's just mainly you playing music and, and controlling the things that are in the home. Right. Okay. Or, or an and occasional, Alexa, never mind. <laughs> I, I saw some Alexa stop, Alexa shut yeah, up yeah. in there, but there were a few things that were interesting. One sentence in particular. Well, I'll go through a couple of the things, first of all. There okay. was a lot of dumb questions that were asked either by me or by my wife. Uh, does tea expire was one. 
Does she answer that? Yeah, she answered it. Really? Yeah, she did. Okay. Mm, what is the temperature outside the door? Okay. Not outside. Outside Directly the door. outside the door. Like the door frame outside. Okay. Right. Do honeybees sting? That was one when we had we had a bee incident in our house and she wanted to ask Alexa if honeybees sting because they were getting in the house. Wait a minute. I'm confused. I didn't know Alexa answered these kinds of questions. Wait, what? I thought like the Google Home thing did that. I didn't realize Alexa knew all this stuff. No, she can answer stuff. I will you have ask to her test for the, her. I'll ask her for the forecast, but I didn't know. I'm yeah, so... a lot of it was, it, for, we were also asking for forecast weather and yeah, things yeah. like that. What's the weather going to be like? Um, I also saw one that was, Alexa, it's not raining. <laughs> I guess we're telling her what's going on. Uh, okay. Uh, Echo, the time to steal pictures of celebrities' penises. That was also on there. I don't know what the hell that means. Okay. There was also <laughs> Alexa Play Channel Q on Radio.com. Hey. hey. That was a really good way to plug. It was. I mean, it was natural. That was on the list. That's a good plug. So here's the one that baffles me, and I wonder if this is going to be in the news in the future because I think I'm not the only one discovering things that the other person is asking Alexa mm. while I'm not home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This says, Alexa, I'm going to take her out on a romantic picnic. Oh. Okay. I have not had this picnic. Maybe it's coming. Okay, but is she talking about me or is she talking? Was it because sometimes oh. Alexa picks up on TV shows, so it could not be her talking at all, or it could be her talking about somebody else. It could be it could be someone on General Hospital, or it could be a scandal. It could be an actual affair scandal, and that's what I'm talking about. Is I think that after we hear about this, Alexa is recording our conversations, and now we're able to to log this and listen to it and and read what she's recording. Yeah, people are going to find out secrets, and they're going to start start finding out things that their lovers are doing behind their backs. And it's all going to start coming out to light. And I think we are going to see stories of people cheating on one another or committing crimes and things like that. Or Well, that did happen. So there was. Oh, a, they, they, I think she solved a murder once. Yes, right? there was a crime where um, Alexa had recorded. That was actually, I think, what started the whole conversation about what exactly is Alexa recording, because there was some. <clears throat> I can't remember the details of it, but there was a story where a man had been convicted of a, of his like wife or ex wife's murder because of Alexa having recorded like his voice in the in the house or something. I'll find it while we're talking. Yeah, about I think it, that uh, I think the first one I read about was that she was listening to a hot tub conversation. It was, there was a, I thought that's the first one I heard about. Maybe I know that there's been multiple. So maybe you heard about that one before this one happened. But I read that she had listened to a conversation that people were having at a hot tub, uh, outside at a, on a hot, in a hot tub. Mm-hmm. And then the wife or somebody in the group died in the hot tub. And every, and the story was, oh, it was an accidental drowning. But there was a, she had recorded the conversation and they found out that it was not an accidental drowning and that the significant other, I believe, is the one who committed murder. So she was the witness and she is a, a very reliable witness, much more reliable than human witnesses. Um, so, and robot witnesses cannot be silenced. You know, they yeah. they are definitely going to give their account of what happened. 
This story, um, I'm seeing this was, I thought it might have been longer ago than this, but this this might be a different case. But um, it says, the headline says, judge orders Amazon to turn over Echo recordings in double murder case. Oh, a um, double? Yeah, this is this has to be a different one. But like, yeah, the, the recordings don't lie, seemingly. You know what I mean? So it is kind of interesting, the the things that are sitting in your house. I, I have always felt a little bit creeped out by Alexa um, because like my best friends are like, one is in federal law enforcement. One works in Congress. Another one, you wow, know what you I mean? Like smart friends. Well, Jesus. you know, the other one's an idiot. But no, <laughs> my friends work at a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> one, one. I mean, they all have like really good jobs that make me feel really lame. Cool. But like, okay. I'm always nervous if I'm having like a serious conversation with them. Like, I will actually go and plug Alexa. Really? Oh, absolutely. Oh, so because you're talking about sensitive information. Well, not even like they're telling me anything I shouldn't know, but just like we're having a conversation about politics. Like the president sucks. Exactly. You know, like... She's like, hmm, I agree. If we're like on a three-way FaceTime, who knows what the hell we might say. Right. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to unplug Alexa. And then like I'll forget and like it'll be two days and I'll be like, Alexa, and she won't turn on. I'm like, oh, I need to... You're like, turn on on my damn lights. She won't do it. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I think that this is just... beginning i think this is the tip of the alexa iceberg i think it is i i I think i might have said this on monday but the thing i'm concerned about is that alexa's getting smarter as she hears us talking to her more and more and the idea that they're going to be like learning our voice patterns and all that kind of stuff and alexa's going to start sounding more and more like a real person and i think that that technology when the robots take over i'm telling you yeah it's going to be really hard to tell the difference exactly i'm going to be listening to my wife in the other room and it's actually going to be alexa she's going to be seducing me it's going to be a deep fake situation well well i look forward to this potential picnic. I don't know if it's really going to happen. And I think that if it doesn't happen in the next month or two, I should be a little worried because she is telling Alexa that she's going to take someone out on a picnic. can't you play the recording and like hear it? Is that a possible? Is that I couldn't click on anything. Yeah, I I felt like when I was reading about it, they were saying that you could hear the recordings, but I didn't. That's what I thought too. But I couldn't find any way to hear the conversation. And then there were some like listings that just said this conversation wasn't meant for Alexa and I'm like well then what was it though I know you recorded it because you're Alexa I think that those are when it heard the TV or something because I hate that Amazon commercials for Alexa they the woman or the man on the television will say Alexa such and such because it always activates the real Alexa in the room yes no that happened to my wife uh, during the show today she said that she uh, she was listening to the show and then we said Alexa and she she just texted me a few minutes ago and said that this whole conversation Alexa has been going crazy yeah it's it's really oh and uh, we've said it a hundred times now so like yeah I'm sure it's been going wild anywhere where someone's listening well we changed the wake word to echo because we have a friend named Alexis so oh, anytime we talk crap about Alexis she's getting in, in the way of the gossip <laughs> so but I really wish that you could name her whatever you want because I don't really like echo either well, I really the, uh, like to do like an old lady name like Gladys well there's like four <laughs> something that you would rarely ever say to yeah you. yeah but I feel like there's like are there like four options I think you could say computer yeah, or echo computer's stupid computer, I'm not doing computer well, that's computer, too many syllables computer makes me think of what was the Star Trek when I was a kid Star Trek next generation or something when I, okay I'm about to nerd out right now. Okay. So like, I've never been like a Star Trek fan, but every time I walk through like automatic doors, I always say, "Computer, open door." <laughs> 
you do that I say it in my when mind. you're around people? Oh, you say it in your I brain. I in my head. I oh, was okay. like, computer, open doors. I didn't really watch the show, but my babysitter did when I was a kid. So, like, I always remember, uh, Cap- I think it was Captain Jean-Luc Picard. He used to always say, like, when he was going to, like, some, to, like those automatic doors, he'd be like, computer, open doors. So, you think of that. In I your adulthood, f- I'm in your judged. head. Uh, no, I'm not judging you at all. I think oh, that's I'm a beautiful judging. thing. Okay, yeah, you're judging, judging yourself. It's Got fine. it. Okay, it's well, fine. then all is right with the world. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break. Uh, more to come. Stick around. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. All right, and just like that, we are out of time, unfortunately. We didn't even get to these tweets that prove kids are say the darndest things or whatever. We can bump them to tomorrow because they are pretty awesome. I, I Like one of them says, uh, my son just asked if I'd pay to watch his stuffed animals fight. I think he'd be a little too comfortable in a life of crime. Oh, uh, that you would pay to see them fight? Yeah. I one, would pay to see that. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it. One of them says, if you want a front row seat to a temper tantrum, my three-year-old just asked me for warm ice. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a whole list of them uh, from HuffPost. So you we'll, know, I think that also uh, some of the questions that my wife asks me can be some of these tweets. <laughs> I think she asked me the other day if the how long the mountains have been around and if there are new mountains. Uh, oh, <laughs> interesting. And there are questions that I'm like, as an adult, I don't feel like you should be asking those. But then I'm also like, I don't know the answer. Well, it's funny you say that because one of these says, my four-year-old daughter just asked how mermaids go potty. I'm stumped as well. Any ideas? <laughs> So I just I love these. They open their mermaid zippers. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> see, it is. See, no, they're underwater. They can just go in their little mermaid suit, and then it does it come out like to the tail out. or something? Yeah, or like the fins, the uh, little scales. So that's disgusting. You missed that scene in Little Mermaid. Apparently, <laughs> okay. apparently you watched a much darker Little Mermaid <laughs> where she was taking a dump in the water. Apparently, so. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about number two actually. Yeah, well, that's I what I was thinking about. about. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, that one I'm not sure. I, there's one that says, my toddler asked me for a necklace scene. She wants both a magazine and a necklace. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does that even mean? What does that mean? I don't know, but we got to make it. I guess we I, do. I think that Kickstarter would do very well. <laughs> for really necklacine? Yeah, let's just start a Kickstarter for necklacine and see how much money we could raise. I don't even think we'll need a prototype. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can just say it's coming and people will buy it. There have been some pretty cool Kickstarters like that. Like, yeah. this is what we're going to make. Give us money. Right. Yeah. And people are like, okay. Uh, all right. Well, I mean... I think there's plenty more there, so yes. we may be able to get to it tomorrow. But until then, thank you for checking us out. Thank you for checking the station out. You can always follow the station at We Are Channel Q. Uh, you can follow the show at DTS Show. Tell your friends if you like it. And you can also download the podcast if you missed anything. Just you know, search Drop the Subject wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to listen. And you can listen to podcasts on Radio.com. It is a very versatile app. Okay? It is. It is. It's very versatile. And very free. Yes. We just ask for a lot of your personal information. No, that's not, that's not true. Uh, I think it's minimal. My, I'm Allie Johnson, and Jared Hill is with me. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.